Welcome into the In the Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com for Saturday, March 25th. I'm Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development, and we're going to take a look at the card at the fairgrounds in New Orleans, Louisiana Derby Day. And, uh, Jim, it's also uh, Jeff Ruby Stakes Day at Turfway Park. They have a great card, and there's a uh, combined multi-track pick five bet for the uh, combining the s- some stakes races, the, the big ones between the two tracks. So that's a little bit of a fun angle as well that people need to be adv- be aware of. And uh, so it's Dubai World Cup Day. Yeah, it's a big day. It's uh, the Bayou Bluegrass Pick 5, I think is the name of that wager. It's got New Orleans Classic, the Bourbonette from Fairground, uh, from Turfway, the Fairgrounds Oaks with Hoosier uh, Philly, and Jeff Ruby Stakes and Louisiana Derby, the last two uh, derby preps of the day. So uh, the... Uh, uh, Dubai race, of course, is a derby derby race uh, for the three-year-olds, and then uh, so Sunday is Sunday this weekend. So you've got four opportunities to look at potential derby horses. I think uh, probably the Louisiana Derby is the number one, but the uh, Jeff Ruby Stakes is a tough race. I'm not sure that you're going to get a derby winner out of it, but it's a very good wagering opportunity. Well, they are going for two in a row. <laughs> They are. That's right. I, I should. Yep. Maybe. Uh, maybe Eric Reed will get two in a row. There that you go. Um, yeah. And his horse, um, Rich Strike, was going to be on the card this weekend and had a little bit of a hoof issue, and so he's going to push his four-year-old debut back a few weeks. And one of the races they're looking at is the uh, Ben Ally at Keeneland. So maybe he'll show up at the Keeneland meet. We're going to take a look at the late pick four or the All Stakes pick four at fairgrounds there is actually a late pick four that starts with the louisiana derby but we're taking a look at races nine through 12 and all stakes pick four they have an all stakes pick five so there's all kinds of great uh, wagering opportunities for you this weekend jim will jump into the ninth race with the grade two new orleans classic at a mile and an eighth for four-year-olds and up art collector coming off a huge performance in the pegasus world cup can you beat him well, the question is, does he bounce off that huge performance? Because he surprised me that day. He was 15-1. to 1. He surprised everybody. He got a 107 buyer off a 91 buyer in his last race on the, at the Lucas Classic at Churchill in uh, 22. He had won a 107 before in the Woodward, <coughs> excuse me, at Saratoga at Belmont last year. Didn't fire in the Breeders' Cup Classic. And he just ran, him, ran all over him, won by four and a half. If he repeats that, he wins this race. I'm going to use a couple other horses in here because just in case he doesn't, if he gets the same trip and if he gets the same ride from Alvarado, he's he's the best horse in the race because he's certainly grade one winner uh, multiple with the Woodward last year. So if he repeats those races, he's going to win. But I think there's a couple of options in here. One of them is West Will Power, uh, who ran in the uh, Razorback at Oakland last time out and lost to Last Samurai. And Last Samurai came back last weekend and won another great mistakes at Oakland. And so that flatters that effort from West Will Power. Uh, he's got three straight 100 buyers, including the Clark last year. He only got beat three quarters to proxy last year in the Clark handicap at, at uh, Churchill. Going to fight for the lead, and I'm thinking he may get the lead over Art Collector. Art Collector may decide to sit off here and, like he did at Gulfstream. And West Will Power may just control the pace and uh, may take him wire to wire. So I'm going to use him. And here for Brad Cox and Flavian Pratt. And then I'm going to throw in a long shot. Uh, I'm going to throw in Happy American because when Happy American gets a good pace to run at, he's pretty tough. He's never run a 100 buyer, so he hasn't gotten to that level. But if you go a couple back to the Tenacious at Fairgrounds, 
when he got a fast pace to run into the mile and 16th, he closed like a house of fire. Jimmy Graham loves the fairgrounds uh, race course and does a great job of, of getting his horses around. I think he just draw a line through the mine shaft. He had a bad trip that day. He was way wide and just had a bad day. I, I think Happy American at 10 to 1 is worth a play, at least underneath. And I'm going to use him in the in the pick four, starting pick four. So I'm going to use two, three, six. Um, Mr. Wireless and Pioneer of Medina um, come out of the mine shaft, and um, this is a move up for them you know, from a grade three to a to grade two, and they weren't facing anything like our collector there. So I think they're up against it. But uh, West Willpower has got a real shot to knock him off. I'm going to take uh, my stand on Art Collector in here. <laughs> Um, thinking that the the uh, gap from the 107 buyer to the next race is about twice as long as he uh, had when he tried to go to the Breeders' Cup Classic off that big number at Belmont, and so that might help. And uh, just always have had a you know a high opinion of this horse, and he seems to be a, a little bit of an in and out. But now coming off that race, a couple of months to recover. Um, thinking maybe this is going to be a big year for Art Collector, and this could uh, uh, validate that feeling if he runs uh, strong in this New Orleans Classic. I think Wes Willpower is definitely the one to beat. Uh, Power of Medina I had uh, put on my list just because it's Pletcher. And one other horse, not for a win candidate, but the horse is 30-1, to 1, Trafalgar. And Chris Hartman is just having a great year here in Oakland, claiming horses, uh, getting him to improve, and... Look for that horse to fill out a try at 30 to 1 on the morning line and doesn't, you know, it's taking such a big step up in class out of a claiming race. Not going to get much love, I don't think, on the tote board. So just keep an eye on that one to fill out a try or a super. But art collector for me. In the 10th race, the grade two Muniz Memorial, four year olds it up at what they call a mi- about a mile and an eighth on the turf. And uh, I assume the turf's going to be just the same as it's been all through the meet where. The inner half of it's blocked off. Is that right? They are going to move the rail in somewhat. Uh, they've got. They actually have ten horses listed in this. I thought I heard that they were going to be able to run nine. Uh, they've got the rail at twenty-eight feet, so apparently they can get ten in a mile and an eighth race. So there are ten horses entered here. So uh, maybe a little bit of uh, fresh ground down on the inside. We'll see something to watch early in the card and earlier turf races. I ended up taking two Emmys. Just uh, he loves the fairgrounds. Won this race a year ago. Third start off a layoff. Very impressive last time. And uh, I was just thinking, being a little uh, drawn a little further outside than a tone, uh, that maybe the inside wouldn't be the place to be. But if it turns out that it is, then move up a tone. Um, Tis the bomb is kind of the the bomb shot for me in here for a, a price. Uh, he kind of caught an inside trip when that wasn't the place to be in his debut for this year. And then he's just a four-year-old that has kept some really good company. So there could be a good bit of upside left for this horse in the second start off a layoff. So I think that one's a little dangerous. Uh, if you go deeper, Spooky Channel beat two Emmys at Keeneland last fall. And the seven, another mystery. Uh, you've got Pratt taking the mount on this horse, who rides great on the turf. It's Chris Block, who's very good down at the fairgrounds, and this horse has won two races over that turf course. So I'm going to go five deep when we get to the pick four with two Emmys, my win pick. How about you? I thought this was the one I could almost take a stand on. I absolutely love two, two Emmys. I've picked him before. He's, you know, eight out of 11 in the money, or actually nine out of 11 in the money, eight out, eight out of 11 in the exact at fairgrounds. And the horse just seems to relish the front end and can really relax 
and then finished strongly at a mile and an eighth. And that's exactly what he did in the fairgrounds uh, stakes back in February. And Jimmy Graham again rides him like I talked about. Jimmy Graham is just a great rider at fairgrounds in particular. And if you go back to last year in this same race, he did the same thing. He controlled the pace. He won, drew off by four and won by two and a half with a 102 buyer. So I like two Emmys a lot here, but I have a lot of respect for a tone. And uh, Mike Maker uh, got this horse ready. He, he set a tracking trip behind the speed at, um, in the um, turf invitational on Pegasus Day. I was all over Ivar that day, and he beat Ivar by three-quarters of a length. So uh, that was his first start of the year after a two-month layoff. And if he moves forward off that, he's going to be tough to handle. I thought those two could get us through this leg of the pick four. Um, and I hear what you're saying about another mystery. And Tis the Bomb, I, I think Tis the Bomb might get in the exotics. I would, I don't think I can play him to win. It's a, he's, he's raced in a grade one in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf as a two-year-old and finished second out of Del Mar, but he really hasn't developed after that. He won the Jeff Ruby Stakes on t- synthetic, but on turf he hasn't had that breakthrough, and I'm not sure it's going to come against these two horses. So two Emmys and a tone are the two people I'll leave out. Race 11 is a race that has uh, developed in recent years to be an important step toward Kentucky Oaks success. It's the grade two fairgrounds Oaks at a mile and a 16th. Small but well-matched group here. Who did you land on? I don't know what happened to Hoosier Philly uh, in the Rachel Alexandra. I just was never really into the race after bobbled at the start, and maybe that just threw her off so much that she never got into the race against Pretty Mischievous. I have a feeling that Tom Amos has really worked with her in the last month or so and, and is really primed for this step forward. Uh, really nice work, uh, first of 21 on March 16th at Fairgrounds. Uh, that was her first trip over the track. Her other races were all at Churchill. So one thing about it, if she doesn't run very well here, if, she's, if she gets into the um, Oaks off a couple of weak races at Fairgrounds, certainly don't throw her out because she loves Churchill Downs. Uh, I'm going to give her another shot in here. I'm uh, going to use Pretty Mischievous, who went way up uh, from her previous form and with an 87 buyer in the Rachel Alexandra. If I go three deep, it's going to be the alley's look for Brad Cox, who won the Silver Bullet Day and then skipped the Rachel Alexandra. I don't know if something went wrong with her training or he just wanted more time between races. I didn't hear anything, and she looks like she hasn't missed any training for Brad. So uh, the alley's look is right there as well. I think you got to use those three. I think you use three out of five. Can't see Christian Dioro or South Lawn beating those all three of those, so I'm going to go three deep and take three, four, five in the in the big four. I'm on the same three horses, and I have Hoosier Philly on top. I'm just going to forgive the race last time because of uh, the early trouble that she had. She came back and worked uh, very well, so um, I'm going to take my stand with Hoosier Philly for the win, but use three in the pick four. The 12th race, wrapping up this all-stakes pick four, is the grade two Louisiana Derby. Three-year-olds now a mile and three-sixteenths, the Preakness distance in this race. And you've got Instant Coffee, I think, is going to be a really solid favorite off the uh, winning one of the preps at the fairgrounds. But I'm going to try to beat him with uh, Kings Barnes for Pletcher. Went back and looked at the uh, race uh, that this horse ran at Tampa last time and was just really uh, impressed by how professional the horse was in just his second lifetime start. He was down along the inside the whole way and just sat very patiently for the rider, and when the rider flipped the switch, this horse took off. Almost looked like a turf horse. 
and uh, exploded to the lead, then shut down one very convincingly but very easily and looked like one with plenty left in the tank, and the pedigree says there should be plenty left in the tank. And it's the, the thing that makes me leery is it's just the third start for this horse, but I think I'll get a little better price than I typically would on uh, you know a Pletcher trainee that's two for two because of the tougher competition that he's facing here. Horse broke his maiden at a mile first time out at Gulfstream, so that clearly impressed Pletcher enough. Send him over to Tampa where he gets maybe a little more fitness with the idea that you're playing catch-up to try to get to the Derby because if he wins this race or even runs well, I don't. I doubt he starts again if he gets enough points. So they're going to probably try to get him to the Derby off only three starts. So uh, going to Tampa for the second was uh, maybe getting a little extra conditioning into him. So I'm going to take Kings Barnes. I also like the Pratt's taking the ride on this horse too. Um, so that's uh, my reasoning for Kings Barnes over instant coffee. I'm going to just use those two in the pick four. If I went deeper, I'd look at uh, uh, the other uh, Brad Cox horse, uh, Jace's, uh, can't read my writing here, but anyway, it's the... Jace's Road. Jace's Road, Jace's thank Road. you. Um, the other Cox horse. Uh, Giroux is uh, the go-to guy for Brad Cox most of the time, and he ends up putting him on Jace's Road. Uh, Sun Thunder for Kenny McPeak. Uh, ran a really nice race last time, so I could, could be talked into him. And Disarm, uh, Disarm, uh, won very impressively at Saratoga last summer. And then the next race um, this year was kind of a clunker. So I'm going to um, – Rosario taking the mount on that one. So I'm going to give him a, a second chance in, in, uh, in the race, but not when it comes to building a pick four ticket. I'm just going too deep with Kings Barnes on top. Who do you like? I should have gone first this time because you picked out two of the horses that I, that I had picked last night, and I thought there's no way Tom is going to have these two horses. And they were Kings Barnes and Disarm. <laughs> but you, you know. Anyway, I've tried to outsmart you, but I, uh, I, I should know better. Kings Barnes, I think, has a real shot in here. I think that race at Tampa probably surprised Pletcher a little bit. I mean, they moved him from Gulfstream over there. If he broke his maiden, and they found a race that fit him a month later, uh, and gets a, he throws an eighty-five buyer, wins by seven and three quarters. Gallardo is a great jockey at Tampa, Tampa Bay Downs, but. Bobby and Pratt is a world-class jockey. So that's a move up. Fletcher, third time, lifetime. Got to be a good angle. Um, I just like a lot about Kings Barnes. And, and at 6-1, to 7-1, to 8-1 to one maybe, uh, it's worth a, worth a shot. Insta Coffee is obviously the most accomplished horse in the race. He's going to go off somewhere around 2-1, to 9-5, to five, and deservedly so. Uh, he backs up that LeCompte win. Uh, he's got the Kentucky Jockey Club in his pocket. And uh, he will be, if not the favorite for for the Derby, but in the top five or six, he wins this one, I think. This arm is, is the horse that I thought I would sneak in because that race at Saratoga, obviously, as a two-year-old, uh, really indicated some uh, some ability. And they must have gone a little south with him after that, or they would have run him somewhere in September, October, November. Uh, he came back in, in February and disappointed as a 6-5 to five favorite, but probably needed that race off a an eight-month layoff. So second off layoff, Rasmussen, Rosario takes this mount. Um, again, nothing against Santana, but Rosario is um, is a world-class rider as well. And then I'm also going to use – I'm going to use those two in the pick four along with instant coffee, and I'm also going to use Sun Thunder. That horse had a really bad trip. It was way out of it, they, uh, almost dead last in a 14-horse field in the Risen Star at a mile and eighth and, and actually put his head in front. 
and got beat by Link. Um, if he runs that race back, he's going to be right there as well. It was 89 buyer that shortens up a little bit, got, stretches out just a little bit, another 16th, and maybe that'll make a difference for the horse. So uh, I want to use those four. I think Instant Coffee's a legitimate favorite, but I don't think he's a slam dunk. And I think Kings Barnes is a big shot to knock him off. So let's go to our pick four tickets. I'll go first. I'm at a single art collector. Then uh, one, so that's a two to begin with one, five, six, seven, eight, with three, four, five, with two, six. So that's a $15 ticket. So what I'm going to suggest is to double it and make it a $1 ticket. I don't think it's going to pay a lot. So uh, try to have it twice is going to be my suggestion. That's why I'm going to single art collector on the front end to just go too deep on the back end to make it a very inexpensive ticket that's uh, not too costly to just double it and play it for a dollar. So that's my uh, advice on the pick four. How about you? Yeah, just looking at the fields, I don't see the, the ability to have, you know, maybe a price in the second leg, but uh, uh, the other legs seem to be fairly chalky. So I, I didn't have a very very big ticket either. I've got two, three, six with one, six, with three, four, five, with two, four, five, six. So that is a $36 ticket. Best of luck wherever you are playing this weekend, as we said, as we said, some great opportunities around the country. So make sure you have funds in your Keeneland Select account to take advantage while you uh, also watch some hoops. Uh, that's going to do it for us. We'll be back next week. It'll be Florida Derby Day for our next edition of the End of Money podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.